Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533 with Bax and Nagel. And Marty Caproni filling in all week for Steve. He'll be back on uh, on Monday to, uh, to satisfy his vacation requirements. <laughs> his work commitment? Yes. He is committed. Uh, it's going to be partly cloudy this afternoon. Showers are a possibility. Gusty winds, maybe a possibility of small hail. High of 86 tonight. Cloudy, possible stray thunderstorm with low of 63. And for tomorrow, a hot, sunny high of 90. It's already 67 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. I'm already exhausted hearing that it's going to be 90 tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I'm not, uh, I'm not really looking forward to it. Not Thankfully, good. I don't think I have to leave the house. Not good fat guy weather. Great air conditioning weather. That is uh, that is uh, more than true. Um, at some point today, we should talk about how we could get new contracts from the Saudis. Yeah, oh, God. Because those pockets are running deep. And Faxi needs a brand new pair of shoes. How long until all the sports teams here are owned by the Saudis? Uh, if they were waving a big fat contract in front of my face, I'd be hard pressed to say no. I would. Uh, I'd be clicking my heels together. I'd wear one of those uh, white uh, silk uh, or cotton robes with the headdress. I'd be all in it. For I'll, that kind I'll of money. wear whatever they want for that yeah. kind of money. Yeah. <laughs> Nice pair of heels. I I will do it. <laughs> I will totally do it. One more time. No, I'm not gonna let him catch me. No, not gonna let him catch me. Midnight riding. No, I'm not gonna let him catch me. No, I'm not gonna let him catch me. Midnight riding. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 555 and the Allman Brothers with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. It's going to be kind of a a weird uh, weather day. Partly cloudy today with an afternoon shower or thunderstorm. Gusty winds, a possibility of small hail and a high of 86 for tomorrow, though. Sunny and hot. Uh, A heat dome could be covering us uh, starting uh, tomorrow. It's currently uh, 68 degrees in downtown Springfield. What's a heat dome? Uh, apparently, a heat dome <clears throat> is uh, is set to spread uh, throughout New England uh, this week, and uh, New York was covered by the heat dome, and uh, it's like three consecutive days of uh, 90 degree temperature. It's another way of describing a heat wave, but it's just over a very specific it's a dome. area. It's a dome. So, whew, looking forward to that. Ah, uh, well, you know. Thunderdome, heat dome, what it doesn't matter. It's all bad weather. Yeah, the pleasure dome. Pleasure dome. Remember that from uh, sure. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Remember yeah, that one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of heat and uh, just in time for things like I don't know uh, UFO hearings in Congress. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'll be glued to uh, to C-SPAN all week long. You know what's so crazy about that? Is, uh, you know, when I was a kid and I was in like fifth grade, sixth grade, I would sit around and I would uh, read books on like uh, Project Blue Book and the Majestic 12 and all these uh, things. And it seemed like such wacky conspiracy theory, which really appealed to me as a kid. Sure. And then, uh, you know, throughout my life, you know, you would see stuff in the advent of the Internet and YouTube. You would I would watch videos and go down the rabbit hole. But in your head, you're like, yeah, this is fun. 
but is it really something? And then in the uh, madness of COVID, the government was like, you can't go to bars after nine. Uh, also, there might be aliens, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, you but, know I mean? but don't pay attention to that. Yeah, pay attention fine. to the fact you got to wear a mask and get immunized. Right. Yeah, right. That's uh, that's a little bit more, a little more pressing. So yeah, we'll talk about that and some other stuff this morning too. It's just about five fifty-eight with Bax and Nagel and Mark. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, before I speak any further, let me just state for the record that I am in no way interested in becoming a fan of international soccer. Sure, I may catch two or three minutes of the World Cup, but after that, I'm pretty much done with it. And yet, the top story today happens to be the game of soccer, and here's why. Yesterday, the Saudi Arabian soccer club, Al-Hilal, extended an offer to French soccer star Kylian Mbappe. It would have been given the largest one-year contract ever offered to any athlete of any sport anywhere in the world. To do this, Al-Hilal offered to pay a transfer fee to Mbappe's current team, Paris Saint-Germain. That fee, just to talk to the guy, would have cost the Saudi team $233 million. Again, that's just to talk to the guy and say, hey, we would like you to pay, pay you more money than anyone else in the world actually believes you're worth. The amount would have yielded a one-year salary worth a ridiculous $776 million. That makes the total package to sign Mbappe worth $1.1 billion. Now, I would like you to think about that for a moment. That's Powerball money. That's more money than Mavis Wanzik was able to snag. Well more than double what the Kansas City Chiefs gave Patrick Mahomes on his contract, and that was a 10-year deal. Here's the thing. According to reports, Kylian Mbappe has apparently turned that offer down. Now, obviously, he must have his reasons, and I'm not sure any of them would be good enough for me. And here's why. Assuming my math is correct, a $760 million salary works out to a weekly paycheck of $14,923,076.92. If he's paid every two weeks, that would make $14 million more than Jason Tatum will make from the Boston Celtics for the entire year. That's a wage of more than $373,000 an hour. Call me a tightwad, but I'm not sure he's worth it. I'm not sure anybody's worth it. If you were the guy who cured cancer, rickets, and bubonic plague all at once, I'm still not sure you deserve that kind of pay. And you certainly wouldn't want to spend that sort of cash on a guy whose sole accomplishment is they'd be able to kick a ball for 90 minutes per day because that 90 minutes would cost you $559,000 every time he played. And that's just stupid. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's not only has the best grills, like the Weber gas grills, the Traeger wood pellet fire grills, the big green egg, the uni outdoor pizza ovens, and the Blackstone outdoor griddles. Rocky's also has all the grilling gear and fuel. Up your grilling, t- your grilling game now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic, Classic. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611. And George Thurgood with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. It's going to be, uh, it could be more uh, more rain in the forecast today. Partly cloudy with an afternoon shower, maybe a thunderstorm. 
you could see hail. You could see uh, high gusts of wind. You wouldn't. You wouldn't see the gust of wind. You see the stuff that's blowing. Uh, a high of eighty six. It's uh, right now. It's sunny. Not too bad. And uh, sixty eight degrees in downtown Springfield. You know, I just did a story in my uh, view from the couch about this uh, this soccer player out of uh, France. This. Yeah. Uh, Killing Killian Mbappe. I was sitting over here trying to do math on my hands yeah. while you were doing it. It's you know you really need a you need someone who knows math to really figure this out, and I'm I'm not that guy. And the math <laughs> that I gave you is really the most rudimentary math possible. You know, if you got if you're making if they offer you a contract where your salary is seven hundred and seventy six million dollars, and you break that down to fifty two weeks, which is what I did. Yeah. Yeah, then uh, yeah, then you're talking about uh, um, oh, you break it down to 52 weeks, and then you you uh, then then you have a weekly paycheck of 14.9 million dollars a week. A week. Now, if you get paid uh, twice a month, then you know that's going to be twice as much. And if you break that down by 40 hours a week, it's about uh, 373 thousand dollars an hour. That's you know that's simple math. That's stuff I could. So I can uh, figure out. You're not even being paid per week, though, because a soccer season, I'm sure, is in a full 52 weeks, right? We were trying to figure that out. So let's say it's eight months in a season or something like that, or yeah. 10 months in a season. Let's say you got the kind of vacation time Nagel has right now, okay? <laughs> let's say you're working a Nagel-like shift as a as a uh as a, as a professional <laughs> soccer player, you're making $776 million. I, I tried to extrapolate it out by games. I was like, if there's 60 games, whatever, you, you're, you're literally being paid 12 to $13 million per game. You know, when you, when you, uh, when you put it into perspective, so this is like, you know, this is just one guy. They offered one. something similar to Lionel Messi and he turned it down. Mbappe's turning this down too. I what what is the you think they just don't want to work for the Saudis? I think it's uh they don't want to work for the Saudis and I think uh you know, I mean can you imagine being on a team and you're getting paid like league minimum while there's a guy, you know, like three locker doors down making making 775 million dollars for one year, three quarters of a billion dollars to show up at work and kick a ball? Yeah. I mean, you got yeah. You got teammates; they're not all getting paid seven hundred seventy-five right. million dollars, and you got like one guy who, you know, may or may not get on the on the field, you know, who's struggling to make ends meet at his league minimum of what, you know, like a million dollars. Yeah. Well, I was doing it like I, I, the way I extrapolated was I just read something about uh, Chicopee, where I live, my favorite town that I love talking about. Sure. Uh, our rainy day fund for the entire city for 55,000 it's the highest it's ever been sure is 27 million dollars it's basically like if this guy's like what did i do with that paycheck that i had that's <laughs> uh, in my car somewhere i, I yeah. should probably go cash that he is is the rainy day fund for 55,000 people yeah in, in like a week yeah in a week Week and a half, kicking a ball, kicking a ball. Yeah, I, I don't listen. I know there's a lot of commitment. I know right now, I know because I have plenty of my Portuguese friends who are going up a wall with me talking about this because they're so passionately invested in soccer, which I get. But you're kicking a ball. At the end of the day, you're running. Yeah, and you're kicking a ball. And I, I got no problem with athletes getting paid what they're what they're worth. But you know, these are these are numbers that are not uh, not really rational. 
No. They're a totally irrational numbers. Mbappe is a great international player. No question about it. He's a wonderful player. But I, is he $775 million wonderful? I don't even know of a single person that I would say is wonderful enough for half of that. And I know some wonderful people. Yes. But you, you wouldn't be watching me sign a check to Mother Teresa. I think that woman had a chip on her shoulder. <laughs> she did have a little bit of an attitude. She you know, she really did. Thought she was better than everybody. Yeah, you know, performing <laughs> miracles. Mm. Hey, get a load of this miracle. I fixed a leper. All right. <laughs> what did you do today? Yeah. Now, think about this, though. $776 million. That's what they can afford to pay for one player, right? Yes. What we need to do is make it trendy for these uh, oil um, billionaires or trillionaires in that part of the world. We need to make it trendy for them to do societally great things like cure cancer. Well, you know what? I would think that would be a better use of their cash. You know, right. um, you know, doing something good for humanity would be a, it's, a, a wild change of pace. But I would think that it would be, uh, I think that would be a little bit better used to go down that route than, than to pay a guy to kick a ball for ninety minutes. I just, I can't wrap my. I kind of, you know, we were talking about this too, not to switch topics, but we were talking about the uh, UFO hearings. Uh, I kind of hope they come out and go, yes, they're aliens. And yes, they'd like to take over. I'd be like, "That's fine. We're paying. Uh, we're paying billion dollars for people to kick a ball. Maybe- Listen, if they, if they want to take over. They're going to have to pick up the remainder of his contract <laughs> money. I don't know if the aliens are are uh, you are prepared to do that. We're going to have to pay three hundred billion to talk to Bleep Blorp from Planet X Y. You know, uh, the the uh, I really do feel like it's. We've lost our mind. We have completely lost our mind as a as a country, as a uh, as well, a culture. You remember? Um, so, like, you know, part of this deal is there's a two hundred and thirty three dollar transfer fee. So that goes to Mbappe's million dollar. Yeah, two hundred and thirty three million dollar transfer fee. So that goes to the team that he's currently on. Remember when Dice K came to the Red Sox? Yes, yeah, from and they Japan. Had, and and the Red Sox had to pay a certain amount to that Japanese team. It was a lot too. It was like eleven million or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a ridiculous. We were like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, because we really thought that guy was going to turn out this to be something, and it yeah. turns out he was not. But nevertheless, you know, they had to pay a lot of money just for the honor to talk to the guy or just talk to the team about. Buying the his out his contract, which is also insane. Yes, this is kind of the same concept, really. That's how they tell. They're like, no, no, they really like you. <laughs> I don't know. Do they like me? No, they <laughs> like you so much. No, come on. Do they like you so much? They're gonna give us two hundred thirty million dollars to call. They're gonna call a five. You gotta answer. Please answer. <laughs> Hold out for more. Hold out for more. Can you imagine the call comes? He's like, I can't take this right now. Sorry, I'm on the phone with the vet. I'm on the phone with my Tigers vet. Could you could you hold on just a minute, please? <laughs> you put him on hold, and you, you know, you're rolling around the ground with you know glee, looking. You're trying to practice on you know, rolling around of those millions all naked. I think about you're the guy, right? They just pay for you. You're the guy, and then like some opposing team just runs up and kicks your knee in backwards. <laughs> yeah, they're just we just lost a third of a billion dollars. Like, what happens if you get hurt? Well, you see, with a contract, uh, if you're doing it right, you get paid no matter what. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the, the injuries happen all the time. 
I'm not telling. Hey, listen, I'm not telling you guys what to do. Lionel Messi or uh, what's his name? Bob? Mbappe. Mbappe. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying, you know what I would have done? I'd be like, fine, I'll take the thing. And then I would have took the field and be like, oh, oh, my ankle. <laughs> oh. You do the metal lock lemon thing. Yeah. Oh, my leg. <laughs> my leg. <laughs> and then just uh, sit at home and pop bonbons for a year and make uh, more money than. That's that's the, really the, the way to do it. But, you know, these guys, you know. They love to play, and that's what, you know, so if he signed it, you sure. know, he he would probably honor it. But I just can't imagine you know, being on the team with this guy. Yeah. He's got everything. you got a big bag of jack squat, and you're supposed to treat him like an equal member of the team? He's not equal. He's Pe- beyond equal. People are like, do you, what would you do with that kind of money? I would have so much fun with that. First thing I would do is show up at every Hollywood party and steal every girl Tom Brady talks to. There you go, yeah. I'm like, oh, you're talking to the American football guy? <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I just tipped his annual salary. I just tipped what he made his last season. I just tipped that. Suddenly, you're, uh, you would become the most handsome fellow in the world. Yeah. It's amazing would, how that works. It's, uh, you know, I'd be dashingly good looking. Oh, man, I just can't, well, I can't imagine. I would love to know, I would love to hear you know, that process in your mind of saying, well, you know, that's an awful lot of money, but I think I need to say no. Like, like what's, what's that arc of logic from that, from point A to point B? I think I'm going to hold out to get what I'm truly worth. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not satisfied with that. I'm going to need at least a billion dollars. I can't even, ima- I, you, you can make an argument that that amount of money is probably more than the entire lineage of whichever soccer family has their guy yeah that their family has earned throughout the entire history of their family going back to like the stone ages yeah and they pay that in a year to kick a ball and you're like mm, i don't know it just seems like a lot and a lot of pressure so you know i'm thinking about uh, like when mavis wanzik you know wins yeah. the wins powerball and yeah. she suddenly you know she played the she played those numbers like everybody else like yep. Not really expecting to win. Yeah, just nope. thinking, well, you know, on a whim, why not? You know, maybe wouldn't it be great someday if I if I actually won? And she won. She opted into that, but probably had very low expectations that it would happen. Here's a guy who had no expectations that it was gonna happen, and he doesn't have to do anything to get it other than to say, sure. Right. I mean it's it's a different it, it's a totally different thing. And it it, it to, to say no to it. I mean, you have to almost say either you're crazy or I respect your decision to not compromise yourself in that way. I would compromise myself. Oh, I'd be totally in compromised. every way you could imagine. Oh, I'd be compromised, victimized. I yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Whatever kind of, the eyes is. Yes. Whatever. Feminize? You could feminize me? I'd be happy to put on a pretty dress. <laughs> Three quarters of a billion a year? Hi, I'm Martina. I'd be kicking that soccer ball with pumps on. <laughs> Hello, Mike. Hi. I'd shave my legs. Caprone. It's so good to see I you walking so- perambulating <laughs> down the, the village square. I would be so thrilled. To sell out for that level oh, I, of money. You have no idea how that sell out. I do give Mavis uh, a lot of credit, right? Because you haven't really heard about her ever since. That, right. Right? Yeah. She's, she, she's she maintained her privacy. Right. Uh, uh, to your point, and this this could be rumor and conjecture, but this is how small the world is. She had worked at um, Mercy 
And uh, I know of the guy, I believe, that I was told, I won't say his name, that worked at there. And when she found out she had the winning Powerball ticket, she literally was like, what do I do? And he was like, well, I'll follow you home so you get home safe. Yeah. And then tomorrow you should probably go cash that right away or whatever, you know, or put it in a bank safe deposit box or whatever the heck it was. And I asked my friend, a mutual friend, I said, did she ever, like, did she give him any money for that? And he goes, I don't think, I don't think she did. And part of me was like, oh, God, that's so ridiculous and this and that. But then I thought about it. It's like, well, what did the guy do? He just followed you, he followed you home. I think if you give money to everybody that tries right. to do something nice to you, you're right. being taken advantage of. Right. And I think, you know, she doesn't owe anybody anything other than maybe her, you know, closest loved ones and that's it. I mean, I've said this publicly, $250,000 changes my entire life. Yeah. Right? In the pantheon of someone who just won 400 and something million, uh, that's what, like probably like a couple weeks of interest or a week of interest at the bank or whatever? Yeah. But then you think about it and it's like, how do they decide who they're going to change whose life? now you're bestowed with a power well i i I, the the problem is and you we mentioned this before it's not so much that you change as the people around you change right you have to determine all right who who legitimately is in need and who is and who is trying to take advantage of of my generosity right it's like that's a really hard thing to to figure out to, to figure out yeah some of my friends that have that have become wildly successful and famous uh and very rich that's i've noticed that they did not change but i've noticed the behavior of the people around them has entirely changed i've known some people that were filthy stinking rich like they were loaded like they were loaded (laughs) and i always felt like it would have been wrong for me and and i'm being totally honest about this that it would have been a wrong thing for me to treat them any differently right and, and to even assume that I even remotely entitled to anything. I don't think I'm a, uh, entitled to any any of uh, anything from them. It'd be nice. Well, It'd be you nice know, if they're like, I, hey, I'm, not even, I'm not even sure I would feel comfortable accepting it. Oh, see, see, I would 100% not have an issue accepting it at all. Yeah. Well, I think it depends on the numbers. I mean, if they're talking about, I'd like to give you $5 million, I'd say, oh, no, 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 okay, but it's Baxendale, B-A-X-E-N-D-A-L-E. <laughs> yeah, and here's my social security number yeah, so we can deposit it even faster. <laughs> I've learned, I think this is part of being a comedian, being on the road, you know, sometimes you sell shirts after a show or something, and every once in a while you have a guy come up who's hammered, and they're like, man, this is a great night. <laughs> Edmonton, Canada, they do this a lot because they have oil money up there. I love you. This is a great night, man. What kind of T-shirt? I would like a large. Here you go. Here's $100. All right, well, hang on. Here's your change. I don't want to change. You learn quickly yeah. to be like, oh, well, thank you so well, there much. You go. Man, that's nice. Yeah, you're like, that's the difference between upgrading to a Red Roof Plus <laughs> or a Red Roof. <laughs> it's 626 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. It's the summer of Jeep at Pratera. Marty Caproni at Rock 102. Uh, join uh, Steve Nagel uh, and the road crew on Thursday from 11 to 1 at the Department of Deve- Developmental Services and the Job Fair. They're searching for LPN, direct care, and in-home care workers to join their team. While you're there, you can stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win some wicked cool prizes. And you get to see Steve during his vacation, 11 to 1, on Thursday 
at the Department of Developmental Services, 15 Atwood Drive in Northampton from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, Steve's putting in a day. Yeah, putting in a couple hours. Well, you, you know, when I, when I, when I uh, go on vacation, the very last thing I want to do is do anything that's uh, work-related <laughs> at all. But yet, he's on it. You know, I know he's still out there lurking because uh, I made a Facebook post uh, referencing that he was probably on vacation in North Korea or some communist country where uh, people will not put ketchup on hot dogs. You're not allowed to. He this this kid managed to make me laugh. He found he found a picture. I don't know if it's photoshopped. I don't know if he made it or whatever. He found a picture of Kim Jong Un. Yes. Six thirty-two. With Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. It's uh, time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. A uh, multiple vehicle crash on I-91 South near the Springfield Longmeadow Town Line caused some heavy traffic yesterday. According to state police, uh, a 2017 Dodge Ram 1500 driven by a 53-year-old man from Winstead, Connecticut, was traveling on the Exit 1 off-ramp in Longmeadow when it went over the guardrail. Ooh and then crash into the wooded area below, trapping the driver inside the vehicle. A uh, 2018 Chevy Impala driven by a 68-year-old man from Granby and a 2019 BMW driven by a 74-year-old man from Glastonbury also involved in the crash. Uh, Springfield firefighters had to assist in removing the driver from the truck, but he was expected to be okay, not seriously hurt. Uh, but the uh, the backup caused uh, problems all the way into Agawam and West Springfield, so... If you were on it yesterday, now you know why. Uh. A uh, federal judge has ruled, you'll enjoy this, Uh, a federal judge has ruled uh, FBI agents violated the constitutional rights of former Chickabee school head Lynn Clark during her 2022 arrest on charges of lying to investigators. Uh Uh, U.S. District Judge uh, Mark Mastriani, the maestro, granted a uh, defense motion to suppress cell phone evidence recovered after agents clad in tactical gear came to arrest Clark at her Belchertown home. The judge found agents violated her rights when they used delay tactics after she made clear that she wanted to uh, contact a lawyer. Clark is charged in federal court after investigation to the alleged extortion of former lover Chickabee Police Captain Richard Henry using anonymous text messages that forced him out of contention for the chief's job in late 2021. Henry told the FBI that he and his wife received 99 text messages from un- unknown phone numbers including implicit threats to expose his one-time relationship with Clark. That's according to court records. Clark told agents she received similar messages as well. Prosecutors contend that Clark concocted the entire scheme, making herself uh, herself by masking her phone number, initially painted herself as a victim uh, when she may have been uh, the one responsible. Uh, Clark's defense lawyer, Jared Olenoff, argued in his motions that agents knew Clark was already retained counsel before they executed the search and arrest warrants on April 6, 2022. They demanded her passcodes on her cell phone and laptop computer after she asked to call her lawyer, but agents kept putting her off. So, you know, I mean, that's, uh, you know, if you're going to go and arrest somebody with any level of notoriety and you know it's going to be a big story... Reading her her rights and then uh, complying to her desire to need an attorney—that's her right to do. Yeah, that's a that's a big important one right there. That's uh, a that's a big banana right there. I watch uh, I watch a lot of these uh, detective shows like the uh, the Forty Eight, the Next Forty Eight. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, 
you always see the ones that get away are always the ones that literally they're like, here, sit down. Here's a candy bar. Would you like uh, Coca-Cola? Yeah, sure. Lawyer. What? Yeah. Lawyer. Uh, yeah, but well, we just had a couple of questions. for Lawyer. 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 Exactly. And, and those are the ones that, that get off. So if she did that and they and they didn't comply, then that could be a problem. That would basically uh, blow up the whole case. Now imagine, imagine it blows up the case. Can she go back to the school department and be like, I demand to be reinstated. And now the whole town knows that you were, uh, you know. I would think at this point, um, even, even, even with this revelation, yeah, that she would have a very hard time getting her job back. From the school committee. See, I'd say hire her because that's a lady who knows how to get things done. <laughs> Even if the things she's trying to get done really have nothing to do with education. Oh, you guys can't have the bus route go through that part of town? Well, take a look here. Unbuttons, too. Sh- <laughs> I just can't say no. An historic proposal for relief money was unveiled yesterday for farmers impacted by the widespread uh, flooding over the last couple of weeks. Senate State President uh, leaders, State Senate leaders are proposing a twenty million dollar uh, relief fund for financial assistance to Massachusetts uh, farmers who have suffered uh, damages in the last uh, couple of weeks because of of flooding. Um, the devastation to crops, far- farmland, and machinery has left uh, many farmers across the areas looking for answers. And on Monday, uh, the State Senate announced the twenty million dollar interest free funding to help farms get back on their feet. Apparently, the uh, the house state house is uh, looking to do something similar to yeah, that. Yeah. So, you know, that's good. That's a good use of uh, good use of funds. I don't mind seeing the tax dollars go. I, in fact, I'm going to go way out on a limb here. I know they say interest free, but I'm saying they didn't plan this. They shouldn't have to have a payment extra for it. I I give them a grant, and I say that because in this cuckoo state. You see where they throw money around for the wacky amounts of programs and aid to people who just might not want to work at all. Yep. Why can't we throw that around to the people who have been working and trying to produce things and trying to make the community better? Why Why would we not give that money to them? Well, you know, uh, I think it would be uh, nice to see the government offer money to farmers yeah. that's not tied into some sort of odd caveat you know what i mean right. like you know it's 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 money to do what they need to do and then the government steps back and says you do what you need to do here but that's never been the government's way when it comes to no, agriculture no. the uh, the government has a real great tendency to want to control the entire thing right and if that means telling a farmer yeah you're not uh, we don't want you to grow as much stuff as you normally grow, what we'd like you to do is uh, suffer financially in a in a great, right. disappointing way. I I just this state and and believe me, I I'm not somebody who hates Massachusetts, but this state has so many wasteful, wacky programs that they dump money into. Wouldn't it be nice to see them put some money into the hands of basically these middle class farmers? It's already a population that's being, you know, decimated in this country by big, large commercial farms and everything else. Why can't we just do that one thing, you know? Because, uh, uh, Marty, is it? 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's just not the way the government likes to operate. They want to control everything, especially since agriculture has so much impact on our economy. Right. And so much impact on how we how we proceed as a country. Right. <laughs> that uh, that if without some level of, of control, they get all uh, hoppy. And uh, that's not good for anybody. Yeah. And you know what? There's, there's going to be like two guys or two senators or something like, we'll give you the money. But you need to not grow baby spinach anymore. And they'll be like, what's wrong with baby spinach? Like, it's racist. And they'll be like, I, what? <laughs> what? Yes, it's a. It's, they'll come up with some weird, stupid idea yeah, it's, or whatever. It's a culturally inflammatory leaf. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's racially insensitive leaf. We are uh, getting uh, ready for a heat wave. And uh, later this week, you will find that it is uh, so damn hot that if you walk outside, you'll be nothing but a puddle with a hat on it. Oh, well. Uh, because of which, you know, you want to cool down. And what better way to cool down than to jump into a local uh, pond Water. or waterway, you know? Well, swimming and boating have been closed in uh, Northampton, a stretch of 90-degree days. Expect to heat up Western Mass. However, due to the inclement weather and floods that have rocked our region the last couple of weeks, some ponds and rivers to folks are unsafe for people to uh, be having fun in. Masanti Pond in Northampton, for example, closed on July 13th due to heavy rains and flood, leaving debris, uh, a debris field and excessive amounts of E. coli in the water. Uh, as of July 20th, the local swimming spot has been has fully opened back up uh, after passing its E. coli tests just in time for a potential heat wave. But as you know... E. coli, that's uh, that's probably still in there somewhere. And if we get more rain, then uh, you may find that there may be more bacteria making it unsafe. So I, as as a rule, uh, like to take more time before I cannonball into a pool of E. coli. I'd like to use this moment in my platform to reach out to a special somebody that I remember from a couple weeks ago. Dear Connecticut River Surfer, <laughs> you moron. Yeah. If you're still alive, you're not at the base of the Holyoke Dam, just stuck under there, your body churning over like washing a washing machine. If you're still alive, this means don't go surfing in the river. It shouldn't take a genius to, to know that, yeah, but, but um, I'd stay out of the ponds if I were you. Like, if, if a friend of yours opens up the pool. A pool. Well, or has a pool party. As, caveat, as long as they do not fill it with Springfield tap water right Yes, now. like they pay for a water service to fill the pool, <laughs> right. and you're bleaching it every three or four days right. uh, to keep it clean and, and, and sparkling. That's fine. I got no problem with that. But if you're telling me, hey, we got a lake house and we got a big long pier, and you can just nose dive right off. Jump of it. right in. Yeah, and no, I'm going to say no to that. Yeah, and basically this summer is going to suck for everybody. Oh yes, yes, it already has, but it's going to suck even worse, especially with a heat wave coming. Ah, uh, it's a disaster. Yeah. I, this is the summer to go jump on a plane. Normally <laughs> in the summer, I would say don't go to other places in the country. New England's New England in the summer is probably the best thing in the country, but uh, this summer. Not as much. Take a ride. Take a ride. It's going to be partly cloudy with uh, afternoon showers, uh, maybe a thunderstorm, gusty winds, a possibility of hail, a high of 86. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high of 90, and it's still 68 degrees on Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor Health. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 in Bad Company with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve for the uh, the rest of the week. It's going to be uh, you know, cloudy uh, later this afternoon, showers, maybe thunderstorms. You could see gusts of wind and maybe even uh, small hail, a high of 86. And then for tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high of 90. It is, uh, I still got 68 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. You're just, you're just you're right, you were right for there. my favorite part. Right there. Hey, uh, very quickly, uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Martin Glover, uh, the man uh, also known as Youth with the uh, the band Killing Choke. Now, what's interesting about this is he is also one of the more sought-after producers in the world. He's having worked with folks like uh, Paul McCartney and Pink Floyd, U2, Guns N' Roses. The list is is endless and impressive. Uh, over the weekend, I just, you know, just for, just for laughs, I posted uh, a couple of, like, uh, like promotional posts for the uh, the podcast, yeah, and I posted what I thought were like the like the nine most important best interviews that I had done. Yeah, this is among those the nine of the hundred and ninety some odd episodes I've done. This one was a damn good one. So make sure you check that out. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Rock One Hundred Two dot com. All brought to you by Z and M Home Buyers. I feel like every time you uh, talk about this guy with me, there's another band name in there. Like now, you said Guns and Roses. I I completely tuned out after you said Pink Floyd because they're yeah. my favorite band. I was like, Ugh. and then I heard you say U two <laughs> after that, and I was like, wow. Yeah. No, they, and now you're saying Guns and Roses too. Yeah. The dude is is the the real deal, and uh, his band Killing Joke is bloody fantastic. So, yeah, it's a really cool interview. So make sure you check that out on uh, on Rock102.com. That's awesome. Uh the uh, the United States Congress is going to be holding uh, hearings, and we're going to talk about that in uh, just a little while. It's a, we don't normally get political here, but uh, this is uh, beyond politics. This is about uh, understanding the mysteries of the unknown. Uh, they're doing a, a big hearing about UFOs, and we've got them. We're, we're in possession of them. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, stolen their technology, and uh, we'll get to the bottom of all of it next hour. I'm excited. I, this is what I want to learn about. This is a uh, 11 year old Marty used to sit at the Chicopee Public Library and pull out books on uh, Project Blue Book and the Majestic 12 and all these things. You know, uh, every time a new president is elected, you know, for the, yeah. you know, the for his first term in office, it takes less than like 30 minutes for someone to say, maybe this will be the guy That's that finally a, lets us know yeah. what happened at New yeah. Mexico that one day. Yeah, and maybe this will be that time. Well. I, I said, you know, I bet you a lot of the presidents when they when they get into office, you know, they swear them in, they give them the codes, the whole deal, and then they sit them in that room and all the guys from all the alphabet agencies come in and sit down. They go, all right, there's a lot of stuff that you need to know that is a strictly need-to-know basis, but you are the president, so we'll answer any questions you have. And I bet you most presidents are like, I'm not going to ask a lot of questions. I don't want to know. I want plausible deniability. But yeah. That was one of the things I said. I'm sure when Trump came in, he was like, all right, are there UFOs or not UFOs? <laughs> like, first question right out of the gate. And I'm sure they probably told him. And I was like, that's my theory with all this. Like, he's indicted. We're putting him in prison. Yeah. He's, I, they're not. They can't because he's just going to be like, all right, go ahead. Put me in. <laughs> you know you know who's not going to like that? The aliens. What? <laughs> And I said, why don't we ask John F. Kennedy? But oh, wow, that's a, uh, everything's fine. I would think with, you know, like Kennedy or maybe you know, Bill Clinton, the first questions would be, uh, is there a secret entrance and exit in the Oval Office just in case I have to sneak somebody in and out of here on the, on the quick? And then secondly, what about the aliens? 
<laughs> well, Bill Clinton, the, the, that would have been the... All right, how do I get these broads in the White House? That would have been. <laughs> Don't you want to know about the aliens here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get no, to that man. in a minute. <laughs> What's the policy about boinking interns? That's what I want to know. Do I have to check in house guests? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's six fifty-five. We'll talk more about the UFOs coming up. In this recommended repellent brand, SC Johnson. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as some of you might know, I'm a lover of dogs. Dogs are man's best friend. Of course, none of my friends drink from the toilet, nor do they scoot on the carpet. On the other hand, my dog never asks for money or asks for help moving a couch to a third-floor apartment. And yet... These are still some things that I will not do for my dog, and among them happen to be including additional points set against my safe driving record. No dog should have to put up with a higher premium on their car insurance, and yet these things sometimes happen. Last week, for example, Minnesota Vikings first-round draft pick Jordan Addison was cited for driving well over the posted speed limit on Interstate 94, traveling eastbound just a mile past the city of St. Paul, Minnesota. Having traveled there myself, I can tell you the posted speed limit in that area is exactly 55 miles an hour. However, yesterday details of that citation against Jordan Addison were released to the press. And according to those reports, Jordan Addison wasn't just driving over 55 miles an hour. He was clocked at driving 140 miles an hour down a major interstate highway. Additionally, he was tagged with speeding while driving a $262,000 Lamborghini Urus, which I should point out, still had dealer plates on the vehicle. When asked by state police where he was going and why the rush, Addison responded by saying that he was driving home at 140 miles an hour to attend to a dog emergency. Now, unless my dog is involved in some sort of hostage situation, I don't see myself exceeding the posted speed limit just so I can negotiate their release. Secondly, if there's a problem at home, I'm going to finish the test drive in a timely fashion, return the car to the dealership. Then I'll consider driving like a maniac, but only in the safety of my own crap box, which I currently own. Oddly enough, Addison failed to tell the officer what sort of trouble the dog was in, assumably because there was no dog emergency. Addison has since released a formal apology for his poor judgment saying, quote, I am going to learn from this and not repeat that behavior. That is until the next time you test drive an overpriced Italian sports car, that'll be some other emergency to lie about. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Make Kung Pao chicken on your Blackstone griddle? Sure. How about pancakes and breakfast sausages? Rocky's introduces the Blackstone outdoor griddle. Every meal sizzles on a Blackstone. So up your outdoor cooking game today by picking up your stuff at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710 and ACDC on Rock 102. Uh, listen, I don't know what uh, your plans are today, but uh, or tomorrow, rather, because tomorrow's really when it all begins, but... There's going to be some congressional hearings tomorrow. Maybe the first congressional hearings I've wanted to watch in a long, long time. Maybe since 
Clarence Thomas want to talk about like long dong silver. It's been that it's been that long. What hearings do you want to watch? It's my best Captain Kirk sorry. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, that's um, I'm sorry, Captain. But we'll be talking about aliens today. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good Oh my. That's a pretty good uh, Sulu slash yeah, George well, Takai. So uh here's uh here's the uh Here's the, what's going on. The House Oversight Committee is finally planning on holding a long tease hearing about UFOs. Uh, apparently, it starts tomorrow. And apparently, somebody is going to say a bunch of things that not only are aliens here, but they're among us. I don't know if they're among us, but uh, they're here and they have been coming here forever. It's almost like they treat us like. Uh, Cape Cod, like for example, the United States, the Northern Hemisphere is very much like going to Wellfleet. They go to Provincetown. They get to the Lobster Pot. That's they, uh, that's what it really looks like. They just visit and they just look and they go, "Oh, look at these! They're so silly." These guys. <laughs> Imagine you're uh, from out of space and like during Galaxy. Well, you know, it's uh, it's time for vacation. What do you say we go down to, uh, like, Hampton Beach? Anybody up for it? <laughs> Anybody up? How about Disney World? They love us down there. Hampton Beach would be an interesting place if you're an alien to take you for your first day. I've been, you know, having gone down to Hampton Beach, uh, excuse me, uh, Chickamee by the Sea uh, <laughs> frequently now. It's very, depending on where you go, it's very much that like that scene in Star Wars at the uh, at the cantina, the where, bar. Yeah, where <laughs> every freak show and uh, genetic disaster is looking for a drink. You'd be like, oh, this doesn't look that bad. This reminds me of Glipglorp on Tecton Nine or whatever. Um, well, I did something while we were talking. You did. I did. I, I I used the Google machine over here. Well, actually, I shouldn't say I used Google. Uh, Bing. Well, close enough. You guys are using Bing. Yeah, the, last, the company last demands that apparently Google's not reliable <laughs> the, enough. The last one. So if anyone's ever listening to the news and like, I don't like these stories, just understand, we can only work with what we could work with. We have Bing. Isn't it crazy that, we'll, uh, that we're required to use Bing so we can Google stuff? Yeah. <laughs> uh I Googled how many people use Bing. Turns out four. Four people still <laughs> and, using and, Bing. And two of them are in this room right <laughs> That's now. exactly right. Uh, I googled Western Mass UFO just to see what would pop up. Yeah, and uh, sure enough, a UFO incident in Sheffield, Mass, popped up from 1969, and uh, a UFO descended upon the town. Apparently, they raised funds to put a monument where the UFO descended into town. Mm-hmm. There's multiple witnesses, and uh, apparently. Um, Unsolved Mysteries, which is now on Netflix, is gonna have this as one of the episodes. Yeah. See what uh, what they're telling us is that uh, you know we have we have in our possession, you know, fully uh, intact spacecraft. What? That's that's what. I, listen. That's what they're gonna say. This is what I heard on TikTok last night, and I can't would imagine that the Chinese government would government would allow <laughs> lies and deception to happen uh, on TikTok. Never. So, uh, yeah, I, I've also heard that. Uh, you know, we not only have these things in our, in our possession, we have used some of their technology to advance uh, some things on our own. All right. I have also heard and uh, seen what 
could be falsified uh, video that says that uh, we have interrogated aliens. Interrogated? Interrogated aliens. Where were you? <laughs> but then the the alien then demanded a, a lawyer. lawyer. And then they weren't able to press charges. The alien and the head of the Chickabee School Committee, both very shrewd. Very yeah. shrewd. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I uh, it, it'll be interesting to watch. You can apparently uh, watch it on uh, YouTube. Oh, the okay. House Oversight and Accountability Committee uh, starts at 10 a.m. tomorrow. tomorrow. And uh, so we can you know, finish the show and then uh, and then watch it right there on YouTube. Which is the perfect place to watch it? What if they come out and they tell us this is this is true? You know, I'm kind of of the belief that this fear that somehow we can't handle it after all the things that we have handled, right, is kind of stupid. So I'm pretty sure we could probably handle it. I mean, we handled uh, 9/11, we handled COVID, we handled the uh, cancellation of Cagney and Lacey. We handled oh, the final tragedy. episode of The Sopranos. We've handled all of these major difficult things. I think if someone said, yeah, we've got aliens. Here's a picture of the the, the two we talked to. Here's like five other uh, aliens we talked to. And here are all their ships. And it's a, it's bigger than Gary Rome's parking lot. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden. They got I, a little I, dog. They got a little dog running around. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to freak out with that? Ha I'm not going to freak out. Because uh, if they really wanted to destroy us. They could have. They would have done it already. Right. This point, I think, is a great point. They probably have been here and say, you know what? They're doing a damn good job destroying themselves. Right. We don't need to get involved in this mess. But you want to know why they probably didn't want us to know that back in the 50s or 60s? Because this whole economy or global thing has always depended upon and run upon the ideas of countries at war with each other and everything else. And the day they come out and they go, Hey, uh, by the way, there's a whole bunch of aliens there. Now it's suddenly countries, religions, all that stuff doesn't really matter because people start thinking in terms of us as human beings. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, potentially verse, uh, the rest of the universe or, us as human beings fitting in with the rest of the universe. What I see is uh, two things happening. One, you find out it's all real. Or then two, you see a congressional hearing where no real information is passed down. They do nothing but deny it and say, no, this never happened. And uh, I don't even know why we're here. We're wasting, uh, we're wasting our valuable tax dollars. Actually, I think number two is probably the more plausible yes. option of what you'll get, where you'll get all these experts to say, yeah, no, we have no evidence of that. Yeah, I I, I agree with you because uh, I don't think it's in the vested interest of the of the people behind the curtain to to just pull it back and let us all know. Unless, like we said, they know, you know, during COVID, that's when they chose the time to at least admit that they were looking into stuff and they they had film of stuff yeah uh, because everyone was so distracted and everything the only other thing would be if we don't know something on the backside where there's some person whether it be uh you know former official or whatever someone that's driving this that the information is going to come out one way or the other so the only way to grab a hold of the narrative is to kind of stage the hearing and do yeah. that in which case you have to also assume the hearing would probably be a little bit of a sham because they'd still be trying to control a narrative, right? Well, I think that the you know the, the government is shrewd enough that when they uh, when they start lying about stuff, 
they yeah. they're pretty good at covering their tracks. I mean, unless you're breaking into say like a hotel in the uh, you know Democratic <laughs> National Convention, yeah, that's something different. But remember, like uh, like a few years ago, I think it was like uh, 2017 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They were supposed to release all these papers, all these documents that uh, yes. explain the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. And then what you found out was that everything that they had was all stuff that was in the Warren report, which everybody thought was you know just a bogus. Uh, report back then right and then you learn nothing from any of that stuff well now think about this this is how crazy things have gotten in our lifetime now you have uh uh president you know jfk's nephew Mm -hmm. potentially running running for president openly in interviews now saying he believed that uh, the cia was responsible for whatever some portion of that whole thing with his uncle that would have been unfathomable, like when we were growing up, that anyone would even say that or right or think that. Sure, I think what you've got is there's the democrat's democratization of information now because of the internet and the smartphones and TikToks and Reels. So no longer do just the gatekeepers and power people hold that information. So maybe they have to. But uh, you know who might be the driving force of this entire thing? Who? I'll give you two guesses. Uh, William Shatter. The w- w- solid guess, but I think he's been tied up with Priceline doing the important work. Ooh, uh, let's see. Uh, boy, I'm going to say, it, well, then if that's, if it's not Shatner. I'll give you a hint. Yes. You want a hint? Or no, say your next one, then I'll give you a hint for the third. Well, I would, I, you know, I would have said, uh, you know, Robin Williams. He did play Mork from Ork, but you know, he's no longer with us. So <laughs> Solid guess. It's got to be somebody else. Where um, is he? Uh, then it would have to be George Takei. Uh, also, solid guess. I'll give you a hint. It's somebody from your favorite industry, which is the music industry. Well, yeah, I, I'm stumped. Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong. Front man for Blink-182. That would not have been my first guess. No, I think it would have been almost nobody's first guess, right? Um, But I think it's Tom DeLong, right? Am I, or is it Mark? Uh, it might not. Yeah, no, it's, it's. Uh, yeah, I think it's Tom DeLong. Unless it's the other one, Mark. Mark. No, I think it's Tom DeLong. He, he, um, he made a uh, organization... Uh, dedicated to finding out whether or not there was uh, alien technology on Earth and whether we had been visited by UFOs and everything mm-hmm. else. And he did something smart. He used his celebrity to leverage it to get him in to talk to powerful people, and then he went and used his celebrity to get money to create a foundation where he could pay those people, and then he brought them all onto the payroll, and that seems to be like mm-hmm. this organization that he has dedicated to it. Wouldn't it be crazy, though, if you found out like yeah, so let's let's say we've we've had contact with uh, right. with other beings from other planets and different solar systems or whatever, and you find out they're really not all that bright. <laughs> like they, you know, like we thought you know they had this you know great technology and they got a couple of good machines, but when you get right down to it, it's you know, you know balsa wood and Velcro straps and you know you know. You know your parts being jammed here and jerry rigged there. They just and, figured out one thing by accident. Yeah, the reason why this thing crashed into Earth is because of a big bunch of crap, is what it was. <laughs> they have like some sort of like accent. Yeah, right. Gosh darn it! 
Oh, shoot. <laughs> I can't believe I crashed my, <laughs> my, my spaceship. See, what happened was <laughs> my cousin Cletus was working and we made this machine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really interested in whether or not uh, they admit anything of note. I think it would be fascinating if they if they did. But there's a part of me that believes that they will not because they don't because you know for whatever reason human beings don't believe that large populations of people can handle stuff. Yeah. You know, like remember the uh, they're probably right by the way. Maybe they are, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're 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 underestimating our uh, our willingness to believe in stuff. Yeah, but have, I mean, I don't know. Since COVID, have you noticed generally speaking as a population globally that we've all collectively lost our mind a little bit since COVID. Oh yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, we weren't doing that good before COVID. <laughs> no. COVID definitely put us back a few years. I think that's actually a great question. If you had to rank the three things that have really damaged the global psyche over the last twenty years, mm-hmm. what are those three things? Nine eleven. Nine eleven is a big one. Okay. COVID. Yeah. And uh, your discussion about ketchup on hot dogs. That still a very solid, and I am currently lobbying our congressional representatives to have a hearing. I'm going to drag Steve into it. We're going to get the boys from Autumnus Farms in there with the home wrecker standing in front of a. <laughs> exactly, what do you mean by home wrecker with this large hot dog, sir? Because they snicker like eighth graders. It's seven twenty-four with Bags and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Rock 102. Dot com today. It's uh, 727 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve. He'll be back on uh, on Monday, and then I'm going to have to look at my calendar to see when I might be able to take some time off. And then by the time I do that, he'll be off again. I like doing the one that we did on Friday with the three of us. That was a That was, that a, was a blast. Time. That was fun. That was haven't, fun. Had, haven't had that much fun in a single day yeah. uh, in a long, long it was, time. It was, I, I left uh, with my stomach hurting from laughing. <laughs> Not even, not even the conversations that were going off the air because the off-air stuff was even so funnier. funnier. Oh my god, unbelievable! <laughs> uh, you know, we assume Steve's going to be back on Monday, unless the government tells us that there are aliens and <laughs> and that we all need to stay home and mask up. S- society crumbles completely in the uh, interim. You know what? I, uh, you ever see that horrible movie with Roddy Rowdy Piper? Uh, they oh. live. Where he has the glasses on, and when yeah. he wears the glasses, he can see all the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy if you found out that that's actually what's going on? A real thing. And it was, in fact, Rowdy Roddy Piper that they the discovered alien. it. They're like, we really screwed up, by the way, with that one. Sorry we let Rowdy Roddy go. <laughs> Turns out he was right this whole time. I mean, it's crazy. But, like, I was reading on this thing that this To The Stars company that Tom DeLong made, they hired all these ex-military people and everything. Those videos that they declassified uh, in in uh, 2020, Tom DeLong's company had released in 2017, three years before. Wow. So can you imagine if that's why they have to come out and say there's aliens is because the guitarist for Blink-182 <laughs> drove the largest federal government in the history of modern civilization into a corner where they had to come. She left me roses by the stairs. That guy is the guy who single-handedly shifts the global perspective on on the universe, not just yeah. the, yeah. And here I was just thinking there was some crappy little band. Yeah, yeah well, there you go. Change the world. You know, and then on the flip side of that, you look at the other members of the band. Uh, Travis Barker's out there nailing a Kardashian. So, yeah. you know, everyone used their time differently. 
and, and depending on your perspective, quite wisely. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, 720. It's just about 732 with Bax and Nangle on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Race Appraisal Services. For all your appraisal needs, contract Race Appraisal. A federal judge has ruled FBI agents violated the constitutional rights of former Chickabee school head Lynn Clark during her 2022 arrest on charges of lying to investigators. According to U.S. District Judge uh, the Maestro, he granted a defense motion to suppress cell phone evidence recovered after agents clad in tactical gear came to arrest Clark at her Belchertown home. The judge found agents violated her rights when they used delay tactics after she made a request clear that she wanted to contact her attorney. Clark is charged in federal court after investigation into alleged extortion of a former lover, Chickabee Police Captain Richard Henry, using anonymous text messages that forced him out of contention for the chief's job in 2021. Henry told the FBI that he and his wife received 99 text messages from an unknown phone number, including implicit threats to expose his one-time relationship with Clark. Uh, Clark told agents that she received similar messages as well. Uh, prosecutors contend that Clark concocted the scheme by herself by masking her phone number, initially painting herself as a victim of the alleged extortion, and then casting suspicion onto other candidates for the chief's position. Clark's defense attorney, Jared Olinoff, argued in his motion that the agents knew Clark had already retained counsel before they executed the search warrant and arrest warrants on April 6, 2022. Uh, they demanded her passcodes to her cell phone and laptop and computer from her computer, and then also asked to. And then, and this happened after she had already asked for her attorney. So uh, that was a big mistake on their part. And this is all of her constitutional rights being violated. Sounds like they got ninety nine problems, but a school department head isn't one. <laughs> um, it's- 99 text messages and none of them are going to be submissible that's the uh, admissible admissible yeah because you uh submersible you, you done messed up see because uh when you mirandize somebody they they have the right to hire an attorney and if they uh if you cannot afford one one will be provided to you and she asked right away listen uh this is all very well and good that you're coming into my home but i want to see an attorney end of story that's, that should be it. Uh, but I'm going to say this. The FBI guys are pretty smart guys, right? So here's my thought process. This doesn't mean that the the battle's done, right? Right. I don't want to – wouldn't – there's two sides to the text message, right? So if I can get it from your phone, I get it from your phone. Or if I get it from the victim's phone, I get it from the victim's phone. Then I just got to link the victim to that person. If I can't link the victim to that person uh, because I can't use their phone as evidence – can I do an end around subpoena the company that provide the burner phone numbers, get that, uh-huh. show it, and then use that as evidence? You sound like a guy who has actually uh, <laughs> done this. I'm a dumb guy, but yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, you're not, I mean, I, listen, I'll, hey. I'll admit you're not that bright, but you just uh, <laughs> you just exposed the a case. great plan. Yeah, you really did. Crack the case. Uh, Western Mass residents have been uh, who have been contacted by phone uh, by someone claiming to be a part of the Hamden County Sheriff's Office should pay attention. Scammers claiming to be from the Sheriff's Office have asked people to pay money to settle a warrant for missing court or jury duty to avoid arrest until they prove themselves innocent in an unspecified court case. The problem with this is it's phony. Hamden County Sheriff Nick Kochi says the Sheriff's Office won't do business over the phone or online. And as such, uh, these scammers are claiming uh, uh, claim a uniformed deputy would then now show up if, at your door if you didn't pay. 
Hello, this is Alda. This is uh, Sheriff Nick Grochi. <laughs> Hello, my name is uh, uh, Sheriff Barney Fife. <laughs> no, they, they, uh, that's a scam. It's a long-running scam, right? Uh, according to the sheriff, we, uh, we see another round of scam calls, and these characters are trying to use the fear of arrest or illegal complications to get money from honest people. Wow. Even though it seems like a legit call, people someone is showing from uh, one of our real phone numbers uh, they are not real calls. So if the sheriff is calling your house, it's probably because he just wants to hang, not because he's looking for cash. He's a good dude. He's a great dude. And, you know, again, even your caller ID may say yeah. Hamden County Sheriff's Department. But it doesn't mean it's from there. It doesn't mean it's from there. And it doesn't mean that they are going to ask you for cash. That's just not something that the sheriff will do. Uh, that's a scam that's going on too now that they, they, they're doing in a lot of these uh, like third world countries where they call up and you can barely understand them and they they tell people that uh, they need to go get Walmart gift cards right away. There's a whole category on YouTube. I listen to it sometimes. It's fascinating. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, make no mistake, um, nobody is looking to get paid in gift cards. No nobody legitimate no government institution yeah because there's like nobody in the government that's saying you know what uh listen you know we're i know you're a little behind in your bills but if you could provide us with some olive garden gift <laughs> cards imagine there was then we'd be in the clear imagine there was we're saying this but dick Kochi opens the drawer in his office and it's just full of like <laughs> red lobster <laughs> gift cards home depot gift <laughs> He's like, like uh, we really need those Lowe's cards so we can finish the fence there on the backside. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we really turned things around thanks to <laughs> the fact we've been able to eat at the 99 for free. These gift cards we've shaken everyone down for. An historic proposal for relief money was unveiled yesterday for farmers impacted by widespread, uh, right, widespread flooding over the last couple of weeks. State Senate leaders are proposing $20 million, the most financial assistance that Massachusetts uh, said they ever recall giving to local farmers who have suffered Incredible damage in recent weeks due to the flooding and the high, uh, the high rainfall. Uh, uh, we have no reserves. There's no reserve to absorb anything of this magnitude. So just make uh, pay, just to make payroll, and we have to find money somewhere. That's according to David Fisher, the owner of Natural Roots Farm uh, up in Hadley. Uh, the devastation and destruction of crops, farmland, and machinery has left Fisher and many other farmers uh, looking for answers. And yesterday, uh, the state senate. Uh, ponied up $20 million of interest-free funding to help farms get back on their feet. A similar proposal is expected from uh, the state house. So we'll see what happens, but uh, $20 bucks is a good start. Can't, 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 can't we also get them some federal money so that it's not loan? Like, that was the other, you know what I mean? Like, can't we get them some federal money for that? I'm, sh I'm sure there's this federal money. There's probably insurance money on the way too, but it's like, y you know, those things take time. Ugh. And even $20 million from the state Senate, I assume, is going to take time to distribute right. to everybody yeah, yeah. who's going to make claims that their farm land was damaged and, right. or you know, equipment was needs to be replaced or repaired. So, I mean, it's going to take time before you know this money is felt. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, the federal government should be willing to, uh, to add to that total. We've been subsidizing corn crops in uh, Iowa for... What's that stuff they put in the gas there? Uh, oh, uh, uh, ethanol. Ethanol, yeah. Yeah, we've been subsidizing that billions and billions every year. And I know we went to war with China. We uh, subsidized uh, soybean production mm -hmm. for billions and billions. 
This is a legitimate disaster. These people couldn't pre prevent it. They're hardworking people. Give them the money. This is a uh, a weird story right. uh, happening in the uh, the Boston area, and normally I wouldn't care, but it's so weird. I have to talk about it. All right. A human foot was found in the grass next to Interstate 93 on Monday and is believed to belong to a victim of a fatal pedestrian crash that happened last October oh. in 2022. That's according to the Mass State Police around 1.30 on July 24th. That would have been yesterday. A uh, Mass DOT worker was just cutting the tall grass along the Freeport Street off-ramp on the highway when they saw a foot. Feet are not normally seen on the side of the highway, so yeah. they became concerned. Uh, troopers Ugh. responded to the area and confirmed that it was a human foot, and police said that it matched characteristics of the crash victim. Apparently, they were missing a foot, and this one happened to be the correct foot that was missing. So so they buried somebody with one foot? One foot out of the grave. There we go. There Make it Making fun <laughs> of a human tragedy. Uh, in October 2022, uh, a 34-year-old uh, man had his foot severed when he was hit and oh. killed by a car while walking along I-93 at 2.30 in the morning. Uh, the man, uh, whose name was Christian Yegma, his foot was not recovered in the extensive search at the time. Yegma had gotten out of the vehicle. He was hit. Uh, after he hit a guardrail and uh, and disabled his car on the southbound side oh. of the highway. Uh, the car then hit Yegma, stopped after it hit him. Police said that the car uh, was then hit by another vehicle heading south. Two people oh. inside the uh, inside the stop car were seriously injured and been taken to the hospital. There are no charges against the individual who hit or killed Yegma, and the driver of the other vehicle uh, was charged with operating under the influence, and uh, that is added to the case. But the foot has been found and recovered i guess that's a good i mean here's a question then what do you do do you do you exhume the grave and bury the foot with I the rest of i them? don't i don't know if you uh you do that but uh you know can you imagine if they had found the the foot and it was not a match that could, would yeah could you describe the missing foot well it uh it had five toes um an ankle Wearing a New Balance. Uh, this is a good Boston brand. It was wearing a good Boston brand shoe. So, yeah, uh, um, but uh, no, that one's uh, that was not uh, a match. Do you have any other feet that we uh, could look through? Uh, like a, a uh, foot lost, lost and found? What a bad day at work for that guy mowing the lawn, too. I remember as, stop a, your day. as a kid uh, mowing my, uh, my parents' lawn, and it was a big lawn and a very small mower, yeah. so it took hours to do. But, you know, there was one day I was uh, mowing the lawn. I accidentally ran over a snake. Oh. And uh, the snake did not fare very well with the rotary blades of the mower. Ooh. And after that, I, I freaked out so much. You know, like I never wanted to mow the lawn again. Yeah, I and, don't blame you. And to this day, I still like I still don't like mowing the lawn. Not be, not just because of the, of the snake I killed, but because of other things, too, and mostly being inherently lazy. But, you know, <laughs> but if I were, you're right, if I were this guy and I, I came across a foot, I would be done. I, I I would say, can I? I'd be out. Clean toilets instead, or something a little less nasty. Something where I have less of a chance of finding a human appendage. Yeah. In the middle of my job. Yeah, I don't see anything in the job description Ugh. that says removal of human feet. Oh, that's a terrible. Isn't terrible. that a crazy story? That's pretty. That's. And it was last October. Yeah, so that foot's been out there for a few the months. The foot's just been hanging out. No wild animal did its job. You know what I mean? Well, you, you don't know. Everyone dropped the ball on this. Yeah, that's uh, that's the truth. Ugh. 
Uh, partly cloudy today with afternoon showers, maybe thunderstorms, gusts of winds, and uh, a small hail, high of 86. Tonight, cloudy, a possible stray thunderstorm with a low of 63. And then for tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high of 90. It's 73 degrees in Rock 102. To Springfield's Classic Rock, it's just about 751 in Guns and Roses with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, real quick, uh, I should tell you that uh, the Loft Comedy Club got a great yeah. couple of shows this week. Yes, we do. Uh, I don't know if any of the listeners may be familiar with this, but every Thursday we do a dinner uh, comedy show. Yeah. Uh, this this week, uh, yours truly will be there. Um, so it's fun. It's 20 bucks. You get a buffet dinner mm-hmm. and the show. And uh, everyone always asks me, well, do, could, do I buy it online? Do I... You just just follow the instructions on the poster if you see it on Facebook. If not, just show up at the door. And uh, Chef Larry, who's our guy, gave me a heads up that uh, this week will be grilled teriyaki chicken, roasted potatoes, and a vegetable medley. Ooh. For 20 bucks, you get that and a comedy show. How can you, you, you go barely, wrong? You can barely get that anywhere else. And then uh, on Friday... Mike Hanley. Mike Hanley is a very good comic. Uh, extremely one of the best comics I've probably ever worked with in my career including you know i've worked with a lot of famous names and everything he is absolutely hysterical wire to wire you Mm -hmm. will cry laughing um get tickets to go see him absolutely do that and you heard us talking uh, a couple weeks ago uh it's a great room for comedy so you really you really have yourself a a damn fine time it's uh it's thank you it's uh it's great honestly it makes me so happy that people are coming out to shows and enjoying last week we had joe bagley and I was concerned, you know, because the weather was perfect for that day or whatever. But we still had a really nice crowd for that. And uh, I guess everyone had a good time. I got a lot of nice messages from customers and comedians alike after. Awesome. So, yep. Very good. Yeah. Very good. But uh, speaking of Chickabee, uh, I had a, a news story. Uh, Chickabee just released a uh, land use uh, plan and development plan for the city. It's like envision2040.com is the it's website. Like a, like a master plan type of thing? Yeah, it's like one of those uh, grand scheme, master, big idea guy type uh, plans. Uh, a lot of people were on the committee that made it. Um, it uh, it talks about where they see Chickabee in the year 2040, which sounds like a lot, but it's really, what, 16, 17 years away, you know, something like that. But uh, I had Marty's plan. And that was? For Chickabee. Uh, I mean, it's real simple, man. The Rivoli Theater there in downtown Chickabee. Okay. You got to get a nonprofit together, buy that thing, turn it into a, a, a venue for uh, movies and entertainment, uh, uh, strengthen the arts downtown, put a few more restaurants down there. Yeah, there they you already go. Ha- they have parking now. Uh, they're already way ahead of the curve. Get those mill buildings that everyone's been trying to develop and and haven't been able to develop. Just have the city take them over and actually get somebody in there to develop them right away. They've been trying to do that, though, right? Yeah, but they've been trying to do it through private industry. And what happens in real estate, because I used to sell a lot of it back in the day in my other life, um, they have these tax shelters that guys who have, like, if you sell your 100-unit block in the Bronx and you make $40 million, you have to pay taxes on that unless you roll that into another property. So what that property has been used for kind of historically, it seems, uh, would be that, I, and this is just my summation of it, but it seems like guys buy that property and hold it so that they can use it as a tax shelter and then nothing happens with it and it keeps going around and around and around. So that'd be like one of those ones where the city should uh, – 
look at maybe either taking it by eminent domain or uh, forcing somebody well, to you know, develop I, it. When I lived down around there, and I, yep. you know, I'd see those buildings all the time. Yep. And you look at what like, like other cities have done with similar types Correct. of structures, yep. whether it's apartments or retail or right. uh, office space or whatever. Some of those buildings can be, I mean, literally turn into something really magical. Yes. I mean, I, like I uh, mentioned it before, the Eastworks building in East, in East Hampton, yep. similar kind of thing. Uh, an old industrial building was turned into something that wound up being really important to the city of, of East Hampton. Great loft apartments. You right. All kinds of businesses moving in there over the years. Mixed use, you know. Absolutely. And, right. you know, in, in, in a very real and profound way, if you could find someone who could develop that into those kinds of properties in, in Chicopee and other places, too. Man, it it would be a great way to turn the entire city around. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know the, the other piece to that puzzle that I always say is uh, the Uniroyal site where the old tire factory was. That's yep. uh, been a brownfields. Uh, former mayor, I think it was Bissonette. Uh, he finally set in motion the stuff to clean that site up, and it's been coming along. There are already plans. Um, I think Billy from the Rumble Seats involved in that. They're going to build. Uh, a facility over there with like a brewery and maybe like a soccer facility or something. I don't know. And they're going to build beer um, and soccer is like an excellent combination. It is actually. And then they're going to build, uh, they're going to build, uh, uh, apartments and everything over there. The interesting thing to me would be like those other buildings that are along the Chicopee river, they could develop even down that river some, or turn that point right at the point of the Chicopee river where that thing is. If you're not going to get it developed into housing, then turn into something beautiful that people can enjoy. Well, again, you got a waterway True. that is right. not being used to its great potential. Chicopee is is one of those areas that you know could really benefit from you know waterfront property, and it could turn into something pheno- phenomenal. I have selflessly endorsed the idea that uh, they put the tunnel in Springfield that we talked about, and it, it become the Mike Baxendale Tunnel. I would settle for the uh, for the Caproni uh, the Caproni Park on the point the the, the Caproni River <laughs> Riverfront River, Parkway. Park. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely sure. right. That would be perfect. Yeah, no, but I, I feel like if you do those things, the city really can truly start to realize its potential, and and they stop messing around with the others. They keep developing Burnett Road in the Burnett Road area. I'm telling you, as someone who grew up over there, leave those people alone. Right now, some guy is trying to pull out of Weathering Heights neighborhood in Burnett Road and go to work, and he's sitting there in a traffic line of 50 cars because the traffic is so much. Right. And they just keep putting more stuff on that road. Just that That is not a viable part of the city that needs to be developed commercially. Downtown. In my opinion. Downtown does. I, I, I will give, like, the Munich House a lot of credit. You know, when they build that beer garden mm-hmm. in there, they they – Mm-hmm. They took uh, they took a space and really transformed it into something that benefited everybody. Yep, that was really wise of them to do. Yes. Maybe the smartest business decision of anybody in Chicago in a long, long it, time to, to 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 transfer that into something you know that that everyone can enjoy. Other businesses, you know, it would be great if they could have the same kind of vision, right, to for their suit. properties. Yep, to follow suit exactly. And and that downtown area is really. It's a beautiful little area. And it's got great potential. The The library that's there, the old library right next to City Hall, mm-hmm. something needs to be done with that. Um, they just need a little bit of a little bit of vision and a little bit of elbow grease, not just on an election year or whatever. And they can really change the whole character of the city. 
It's uh, 728 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock is everywhere. Rooted in nature, optimized by science. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, before I speak any further, let me state for the record that I am in no way interested in becoming a fan of international soccer. Sure, I may catch two or three minutes of the World Cup, but after that, I'm pretty much done with it. And yet, the top story in sports today happens to be the game of soccer, and here's why. Yesterday, the Saudi Arabian soccer club, Al-Halal, extended an offer to French soccer player Kylian Mbappe, who would be... Would be, and it would give him the largest one-year contract ever offered to any athlete of any sport anywhere in the world. To do this, the team offered to pay a transfer fee to Mbappe's current team, the Paris Saint-Germain. That fee is just to talk to the guy. Would have cost the Saudi team $233 million. Again, that's just to talk to the guy and say, hey, we would like to pay you more money than anybody in the world actually believes you're worth. That amount would yield a one-year salary worth a mind-jarring $776 million. That makes the total package to have signed Mbappe worth $1.1 billion. Now, I would like you to think about that for a moment. That's Powerball money. That's more money than Mavis Wanzik was able to snag. That's well more than double what the Kansas City Chiefs gave Patrick Mahomes in his contract, and that was a 10-year contract. Here's the thing. According to reports, Kylian Mbappe has apparently turned that offer down. Now, obviously, he must have reasons, and I'm not sure any of them would have been good enough for me. And here's why. Assuming that my math is correct, a $760 million salary works out to a weekly paycheck of $14,923,076.92. If he's paid every two weeks, he would be making $14 million more than Jason Tatum will make for the Boston Celtics for the entire year. That's a wage of more than $373,000 per hour. Call me a tightwad, but I'm not sure the dude's worth it. I'm not sure anybody's worth it. If you were the guy who could cure cancer, rickets, and the bubonic plague all at once, I'm still not sure you deserve that kind of pay. You certainly wouldn't want to spend that sort of cash on a guy whose sole accomplishment is being able to kick a ball for 90 minutes, because that 90 minutes would cost you $559,000 every time he played, and that's just stupid. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's not only has the best grill, the Weber gas grills, the Traeger wood pellet fire grills, the big green egg, the Uni outdoor pizza oven. There's also the Blackstone outdoor griddles too. Plus, Rocky's has got all the grilling gear and the fuel you need. Up your grilling game today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-12 and the Scorpions with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on, uh, on Rock 102. We're just, uh, we're just talking a little bit about that, uh, that contract offer for that <laughs> so French crazy. soccer player. Uh, Kelly Mbappe. There's a Saudi team that wants to pay him $775 million on a one-year contract. And in order to do that, they'd have to pay $233 million to the team he's on just for the the honor of talking to the guy about becoming a multi-millionaire. Uh, he's already worth 
$150 million. His net worth now is $150 million. And how old is he? 24. <laughs> I'd be dead. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, at tw- I think of myself at 24. And I was uh, still remarkably stupid at 24 years old and irresponsible. <laughs> I, and I was a full-time working employee with uh, with benefits and everything, but still quite reckless and stupid. I had a very responsible job at twenty, but at twenty-four years old, I was responsible for the Northeast region from Hudson, from the Hudson River all the way to Maine, for uh, a money order company. I was the territory manager for a really responsible job. I had an unlimited expense account, uh-huh. a decent salary, uh-huh. and uh, I think. If you had given me $2 million back then, I would have been dead. You know what I was doing at 24? What? I was uh, playing Led Zeppelin CDs for a living. Uh, what are you doing now? I play Led Zeppelin CDs for a living. <laughs> well, I believe you, you found I, what you loved early. That's, yeah, yeah, uh, no, I believe what you call that is a 26-year rut. Well, listen, uh, I don't think that's a rut. I think that's an <laughs> admirable thing. Uh, look at me now. I left all those fancy corporate jobs, yeah. and uh, you know, I talk about my uh, genitalia for money on stage. So you know, as opposed to doing it around the water cooler <laughs> at the office, you used to do it for free, but yeah. you can't do that anymore. No, in this you can't. No, you can get canceled for something like that. Do it on stage yeah. at a nightclub on a Friday night, and you can go to town. Now, if a listener calls me up and goes, "Hey, I got five hundred bucks. Can you show up at my barbecue and do some time?" I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, absolutely." How much you need? That's it. That's that. That's so that's my price. I mean, we we talked about this this morning. Is that, you know the uh, the idea of being offered that much money on a one year contract, even with like a yeah. ten million, even with a ten year contract, yeah. is too much money to fathom. But in one year, you get paid seven hundred seventy five million dollars. You know, at this age in my life, I hear about something like that, and the only thing I'm thinking about is, oh, he is gonna get screwed on oh. taxes, bad. <laughs> Almost not even worth making it's it. It's not. <laughs> giving it all to the government, please. Uh, he literally, by 25, will probably have the net worth of the richest comedian and actor in the world. Who Combined. Is, who is? Um, I'm going to say the richest comedian and S- actor. Yeah. Same guy. Same guy. Oh, then it's got to be, uh, it's got to be Carrot Top. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's why he carries all those cases around, all exactly. those footlockers. All right, that's of- not not carrot top. Let's uh, uh, let's say it's a uh, Kevin Hart. No, but that's a good guess. It is. What's the deal? With oh, your- Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, Seinfeld had to spend like twelve or fourteen years, however long that show was on, and you can make it in one year for kicking a ball. You know what I mean? I, I know, but yeah, but but even. He was Seinfeld. It took him, you know, years to do that. Right. Plus, he had to sign a special contract for syndication to get that kind of to get that kind of money. Now, do you ever sit around um, dreaming of a better life and just Google the net worth of celebrities and athletes and stuff just to give you a perspective? Well, I don't want to appear uh, <laughs> shallow, but yes, yeah, I think, every single day of my life. I think most of us are guilty of that. Um, I I have an interesting thing. I, I did a little bit for you. So we talked about Seinfeld, right? Yeah. Who do you think the richest person on Seinfeld was? The richest person on, of the four? Yeah. 
I actually I actually know this. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah! yeah. Look at you. You nailed it. Well, because her dad what, is like a, like this publishing magnate. The Dreyfus Fund. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's worth like $3.4 billion. So it's assumed that she is worth over a billion dollars. Larry David uh, coming in third there with $400 million, And then uh, Jason Alexander, $80 million. Still and, uh, and and Good Kramer man. is still trying to recapture the magic he had on yeah, stage yeah, yeah. that night. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> poor guy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Uh, who do you think the number two richest comedian is? I know you said Kevin Hart, but it's not. It's not Kevin Hart. The no. number two, <sighs> Foxworthy. No, but that's a good. That's a it's solid. A good, it's guess. a good guess. It's a solid guess. Yeah. Uh, nope. Nope. Uh, I'll give you this. It's uh, it's a woman. Uh, People overlook her stand-up. She was v- very talented stand-up. Still doing it? Uh, I think so. When when I mean, with the kind of money, she's worth $500 million. So, I mean, I'm thinking she does it whenever she decides she wants to do it. Uh, it's not Roseanne. No, but you're thinking... You're thinking a little better. Thinking a little better. Yeah. Um, boy, cheese. Uh, well, then it would have to be Brett Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres, of yep. course. Yep. Yeah, Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, but Kevin Hart, who you uh, guess he's in there with four hundred fifty million. Not too shabby. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Great, yeah. good for yeah. him. Sandler four forty, Letterman four hundred, Cosby four hundred. Uh. Ray Romano, 200, and Eddie Murphy rounding out with 200. Eddie, yeah, Eddie Murphy, I would have, I would have, if he were still doing, com- if he had done comedy specials along the way. Sure. Yeah, I'd say he would probably have been close to the top, but well, he doesn't, he, I mean, he hasn't really done any stand-up in, in forever. It's mostly been I movies. Can, I can tell you, uh, well, he, he was quietly doing some stand-up in the city and stuff because I think he signed a deal with Netflix that if he delivered I don't know if it was one or two hour specials that it was like a hundred million dollar deal or something like that. Um, you know, you'd have to see that. Yeah. You'd well, have to see it. Well, here's the funny, I, it's a little story I have, but uh, I was fortunate enough to work with his brother, rest in peace, Charlie Murphy. Yep. And, Hilarious. And, uh, and got to know when I was doing that, his uncle Ray, who was a character, the movie Harlem Nights is based on Ray's life. And uh, we were working at Foxwoods, and the comedy club used to be next to the Scorpion Bar. Had go-go dancers, you know, like the girls mm-hmm. in the little outfits that they have. And uh, Ray wanted to go uh, in between the shows, wanted to go over to the Scorpion Bar. So I took Uncle Ray over there with his glass of wine, and we walked in. And he looked at me, and he goes, Marty, do not tell Charlie about this place. And I said, okay, but why? And he said, because... We'll never get out of here if Charlie sees this place. <laughs> and I can't lose this babysitter. Because Charlie's wife had passed, so he had a babysitter that was really good. That was Right. And I said, uh, well, why, don't have to worry because it closes at 1 in the morning anyways. And he goes, Charlie will pay them to keep it open. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started laughing. And then I said, but uh, I figure he could probably have one of these nightclubs in uh, his brother's basement. And he goes, Ah oh, man, he's like Eddie. 
Eddie's got a nightclub better than this ten times in his basement. And I was sure, like, he probably does. And he, he was dead serious when he said it. So I, I th- these lists are also subject to estimations by people. I would guess that Eddie Murphy probably has more money than that and everything else. Here, here's another one. Uh, we're talking about uh, athletes too. Yeah. Uh, what do you think Tom Brady's worth? Tom Brady's worth somewhere around two hundred million. Five hundred, they're saying. Five hundred. Five hundred fifty-two is what they're estimating. All right. Okay. Uh, when I was doing comedy down in uh, Atlantis in the Bahamas recently, they uh, sold off a chunk of that resort, which is like a four billion dollar resort, to an investment group led by Tom Brady, or he's part of that, uh, allegedly. But well, I'm saying, well, he also lost his shirt on that cryptocurrency uh, debacle too. Yeah, he, he lost some money there. I think they said like thirty-six million, which yeah. damn is like, yeah. You know, I think he lost more on that whole divorce thing. Uh, I think he that that thing was a bad investment. Um, so, who do you think the uh, richest uh, basketball player is? This is a good one. Well, current basketball player? No, yeah, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, you nailed it. Two. Actually, I'm surprised. Two billion. Okay, because you could also make the case that if it's not Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson is not too far behind. We Ma- had that conversation the other day off air. Magic Johnson showing uh, estimation on this, according to the Google machine, six hundred and twenty million. But I could make an argument that that is not an accurate number because he has all these business holdings. Well, and he was also part of the group that just bought the Washington Commanders last week. So right. if if it's not close to Michael Jordan's now, it's I mean, right. The, the way NFL teams appreciate over time, no yeah, doubt. There's no he's going to make nearly what Michael Jordan makes. But to be fair, Michael Jordan gets a cut of every pair. Did you see that movie uh, Air? The Yeah. Great movie, by yeah. the way. Fantastic. He gets a huge cut of every pair of Air Jordans in yeah. perpetuity and he forever. And he just sold his uh, majority stake in the uh, Charlotte Hornets, too. To, to, the, another, to another group, and yeah. that was like, uh, like $3 billion. Yep. So he's doing all right. Uh, active basketball players, LeBron James, $1 billion. Larry Bird. Yeah. Larry Bird. Uh, probably not as high <laughs> as a LeBron James. This one's going to really hurt the the Boston peeps because I, I love Larry. I remember, you know, 85, 86. Those. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go way low and say it's 20 million. 75. 75 million? Yep. Doing all right. He's fine at 75. I don't know. It's, it's Larry Legend, man. It's like. Now, who do you think the richest NFL quarterback? Of all time is Tom Brady. Nope. Of all time. Of all time. <clears throat> Mahomes. I did, I did not see this one coming. No. Whoa. Roger Staubach. Roger Staubach. Yeah. Now back when he played in the NFL, they're probably getting paid like you know nine fifty an hour. <laughs> right. Less than here's, minimum wage. Here's your leather helmet. Get out there. Enjoy your concussions, and you're done. Now, he leads a huge real estate investment uh, company that he founded that is, he's worth $600 million, they say. No kidding. That's what it says. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And then for music, if we want to cover that, if we have, do we have time to cover music? Uh, yeah, or th- this this will have to be it, but yeah, okay. sure. All right. Uh, who do you think showing as the uh, richest uh, musician? Paul McCartney. Solid, great guess. Comes in at number two on most lists. The, this one list I was looking at, the number one was Rihanna. Uh, listen, no, no, see that coming, I, right? no, and and you know, and and no offense to her or her talents, 
But I, I don't put them and uh, her and Paul McCartney are not on the same planet. You mean umbrella, Ella, 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 yeah. Ella, Ella is 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 not the same as uh, Hey Jude. No, no, not yeah. even not even close. No, nope. not even close. Well, she, she, I give her a lot of credit because she came from like one of the islands, like in the Caribbean, where it was oh, kind of I'm poor. Not, I'm not saying she hasn't earned it or des- or deserved her she, success. I'm just saying you know, you know total Paul against Paul McCartney. Yeah, but she's a total hustler. Uh, she came from, she came from, by all intents, I remember reading about her, like she used to sell like her family, they would, so they could all survive, they would sell stuff on the streets, like clothing and stuff like that or whatever. Hmm. Um, she's worth $1.7 billion, and I think that's all, she has like a makeup line and all the other stuff. Yeah, because you, you, you can't do that doing music alone. Yeah. You just and, can't. And then the other ones on the list, you know, the Jay-Z and Kanye and all that, but then one of the ones that jumped out at me was Andrew Lloyd Webber. So I don't oh, I don't absolutely. know much about music, but yeah, well, good. can you educate me why he would be worth one point two billion dollars? Because that guy has had one Broadway show success after another, and uh, also all those productions were done in London first, and many of those productions have been done over and over and over again all across the world. Every time someone decides to do Cats and, or Evita or yeah. you know, Jesus Christ Superstar, he gets a check. Oh. Every time, because it's not, it's not uh, public domain. This is all active publishing information, uh, your details that he gets. Is he the Phantom of the Opera guy? I thought he's he was... a Phantom of the Opera guy. So That's he's also Cats. the Cats guy? He's Cats. He's Evita. He's uh, Joseph of the Technicolor Dreamcoat. He's Jesus Christ Superstar. The guy's like like one smash after another you know, in, in musical theater. Yeah, I totally see. I, I was shocked totally by that. I was like, see. maybe Bax will know why. So, yes. Okay. I kicked one of those cats, by the way. It's the only, <laughs> I swear to God, it sounds terrible, but it's the only Broadway thing I ever went to in my life. Uh, it was, uh, I, you know, class trip or whatever, uh, sophomore year from Cathedral. And uh, we went to Cats, and I was talking to my friend behind me. And I guess at this point, the cats walk up and down the aisle. Yeah. And I felt something on my foot, and I freaked, and I went, ah! And I kicked, and I just heard, like, a thud, and the person go, oh! <laughs> and I looked. <laughs> well, that's show business for you. Yeah. So uh, 1.2, and I probably owe him a <laughs> small settlement. Amazing. It's uh, 826. Tickets and more info. It's uh, 829 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Rock 102. Um, it's funny. It's like, you know, here we are talking about, here we are talking about comics, you know, that we, that we know. And it's like, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to find a video of, of a friend of mine who, uh, you know, he and I did comedy together for years. He and I would go like yeah. open mics. We, he and I went to, uh, Chicago a couple of times. Uh, we are the, the Johnny Walker comedy competition. The Johnny Walker. Oh my God! What a how come what all a nightmare. the good, the good comedy contests are sponsored by booze? Because only booze can get <laughs> eighty it. comics in a room all at the same time to do two minutes while Bud Friedman is the is the, the judge. That's oh, Bud Friedman was the yeah, but, but and it was like the the most tension filled room I, I I'd ever see. Cause, and and everybody had two minutes. Well, my first contest I ever won was uh, brought to you by Bud Light, and the the judges were uh, you, O'Brien, and yeah, uh, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, I so like the the two comedy competitions that I was in. There was that one uh, when I finished in, like the top third. It wasn't, and they were only choosing yeah. like you know ten to go to move on. But yeah, my score was in the top third, and I thought, well, that's okay. <laughs> I can take that. <laughs> I can take losing at that uh, at that level. Yeah, with those kind of 
with and, that kind uh, of talent. Right. And then another one, I think I've told you about this story. It was a uh, it was one where uh, Richard Belzer was the host of it. That's pretty amazing. And yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I I went. I had a really good, uh, really good night. But the guy that won brought like twenty five of his oh, family members sure. to the show, <laughs> and uh, and so you know I I lost, and so I'm I'm in the bathroom and and Belzer is there, and 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 Belzer says, hey, uh, next time you do one of these competitions, um, bring more people with you, <laughs> and then he hands me his book, How to Be a Stand Up Comic, Hilarious. and he writes in it. So, you know, in the bathroom, it's like, you know, he, he was kind of telling me that one was kind of yours. It was like $1,000. I got to use $1,000. Sure. At, at like 22 years old. Absolutely. I don't want to say the guy's name, but uh, in Connecticut, not far from here, there used to be, we used to do an open mic that was brought to you by the Funny Bone in Manchester. Yep. Yep. Um, my buddy Fred, who runs that, used to um, run this uh, open mic or, or sponsor it or whatever. And it was that Nomad's Adventure Quest. In oh, yeah, Manchester. yeah in the in the tavern there or in the side room and uh great little venue great place actually i love that place and uh we used to do these uh little contests and stuff and they had me host one one night and uh this kid came in all these comics who were seasoned who were pretty funny were on the the lineup and this kid came in I'd never heard his name before. I call him to stage. He treated me like I was garbage, which I am. But he treated me as though I was lucky to be in his presence. Yeah. But he walked in with about 25 women because he's a good-looking guy in shape with the abs and everything. And they all came, and they all laughed hysterically at everything he said. And it was terrible. <laughs> and his name became like a running gag with me and some of my friends. Like we were like, hey. Oh, whatever happened to so and so? You know, like we do that. And who'd you open for tonight? Oh, I opened for so and so. Like we just use it as like a it was like a stand-in thing that we would do. And I'll be damned if I wasn't looking at something on the internet and saw an advertisement for his show. This kid moved out to L.A. Oh, <laughs> he moved out to L.A. and now he's like he's gonna be the hot new thing in L.A. Ten uh. years later. This kid is gonna is gonna, which really ruins the impact. Oh yeah, with my friends of Absolutely. being like, you know, so and so because so and so actually has a career now. <laughs> <laughs> we got news coming up next to Rock 102. There's nothing better than the sound of Dunkin' Ice. You hear it? That's the sound that, of Dunkin' Ice. Set. Well, you see, you know what it is. I I've enjoyed it so much that it's all. It's eight thirty-five with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. It's uh, it's time for news, and uh, here we go. A uh, federal judge has ruled FBI agents violated the constitutional rights of former Chicopee School head Lynn Clark during her 2022 arrest on charges of lying to investigators. U.S. District Judge uh, Mark Mastriani, the maestro, granted a defense motion to suppress cell phone evidence recovered after agents clad in tactical gear came to arrest Clark at her Belchertown home. The judge found agents violated her rights when they used delay tactics after she had made clear a request to contact her attorney. See, what happens is, is when you contact your attorney, then that's when everything is supposed to stop. Like they're supposed right. to, the attorney is going to say, uh, no more of this, no more information. And somehow there are delay tactics, which made that a problem. Clark is charged in federal court after an investigation into alleged extortion of a former lover, Chicopee Police Captain Richard Henry, by using anonymous text messages that forced him out of contention for the chief's job in late 2021. 
Uh, Henry told the FBI at the time that he and his wife received 99 text messages from an unknown phone number that included implicit threats to expose his one-time relationship with Clark. Clark told uh, agents that she received similar messages as well. But prosecutors contend that Clark concocted the scheme by herself by masking her phone number, initially painting herself as a victim as well of the alleged extortion, and then casting suspicion onto other candidates for the police uh, chief's position. But the uh, the lawyer for the defense argued in his motion that the agents knew that Clark had already retained counsel before they executed the search and arrest warrant on April 6th of last year. Moreover, they demanded her passcodes and her cell phone and her laptop after she asked to call her lawyer, but agents kept putting her off. And so uh, that's going to cause a problem uh, prosecuting her. That's a that's a big win for the defense right there. Huh? That's a huge win for the defense. And it makes you scratch your head. Well, you know, what were the feds trying to do here? Well, I that makes me wonder, too. So I guess the standard then is if they know that you have a lawyer, they 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 can't even ask you to talk. Is that how it works? Basically, like they can't. It's got to be like uh, I don't I don't know how the the law is actually written. It's my understanding that once you ask for an attorney, you no longer are required to answer any questions or say anything else. Right, but if you do, that's the question. You know, because you watch that. I told you, yeah. I watched that another forty-eight. You know, and they're like, uh, like a lawyer, but uh, oh, you got a chocolate bar and a soda. All right, I'll yeah, are you going to talk about the Mets? Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah I you, chopped but, her up and put her in a, in a barrel in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, but you also don't want to drink from a soda, and you don't want to eat the wrapper because all of a sudden you're leaving your DNA on that can so they can get you later on See, DNA. you're Eric. smart. I've you're seen enough datelines to know you're how this smart. works. I know. I know how it goes. But in her case, would have DNA evidence really, well, I don't know. I hate to be all retrospective, but uh, thinking about, you know. Monica Lewinsky stress, one of those situations. Yeah, I, I know. All yeah. I know is there was a lot of very interesting uh, shenanigans going on, and uh, that's in that in and out of that office. So that's interesting. That's uh, that case is going to be an interesting one to watch. Then I, I, but you know what? The FBI, there, those people are smart, and they're most of them are lawyers, anyways. Yeah. So I'm sure that they have another plan. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, there will be a congressional hearing uh, about UFOs and what the government knows and what we do not know as people who are being run by a government that is unwilling to tell us that aliens are on the earth. I'd like to make an appeal to any of the aliens that may be listening uh, if they want to just skip the hearings and just stop by on Thursday for the uh, <laughs> buffet dinner show. <laughs> 7 p.m. doors, yeah. food's out by 7.30, show yeah. starts at 8, $20 at the door, bleep blorp. Yeah, and if, blorp. But, if, but if live comedy is the, not your thing, yes. uh, might I might suggest uh, curling up and listening to Bakshi's musical podcast <laughs> with my guest this <laughs> week, Martin Glover. Uh, if these aliens made music, chances are he probably would. It. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, tomorrow uh, morning, at late morning, around 10 o'clock, it'll be seen live on YouTube. That's uh, this be... congressional hearing. It's, I, you know, uh, to me, yeah, when a congressional hearing is worth watching, it usually involves right. like a like a Supreme Court nominee and hair on a soda yeah, yeah, can yeah. and you know some uh, porn star named Long Dong Silver. To yeah. me, that's must watch TV. Yes, but you know something like this. Uh, how do you not watch it? How do you how do you not have at least a little bit of curiosity? What does the government know? Have we been invaded uh, by? by martians do they have ray guns odd do any of them have the ability to pinch your neck and make you fall uh, down and pass out 
The Spock is a that's a great that should be its own hearing in and of itself. I would love to see someone do the Vulcan mind probe on Congress. I uh, the Vulcan mind probe sounds so dirty. Uh, the uh, hey, ow, my ear. Uh, the uh, the uh, I just thought of something else that I can't, but it was a really funny tie-in with the. The school uh, head and the Vulcan mind, but I will not. I will not stoop to that level, sir. Thank you for having a modicum thank of class, you, Marty thank Caproni. You, thank, you. thank you so thank you. much. Like, glad to class up the joint. Uh, I I do watch uh, the C-SPAN. Uh, I'm not a political guy, all right, and I know that most people regard this person as pretty kooky. This Lauren Bobert. Mm-hmm. You see this? Uh, yes, you showed me. Uh, you yes. were talking about it earlier. I said, I have no idea what her political stance is. I know that it uh, upsets most people, but I will be honest. I would watch a full episode of C-SPAN if she was on it. Yikes. She's a good-looking lady. Oh, I know. I mean, there are many times where I watch Fox News just to turn the volume down because they put the Fox in Fox. Uh, Not to sound sexist or monogamous. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> anything like that. I mean, please, uh, you know. I mean, uh, I will. I'll everybody, everybody is equal in my eyes, but uh, <laughs> but I have to tell you, uh, there were some. I just go. I they could tell me any any bit of fake news, and I'd believe it. Well, you know what it was. I never had really seen her or looked at anything with her in it, and mm-hmm. then whatever article came out today when we were going through the news, they put it on. And I was like, this can't be. I thought it was the wrong head with the wrong story, like the wrong picture yeah. of uh with the wrong stuff but it wasn't and uh she's uh i was surprised i'm like she's got to be one of the most attractive she's got to be the most attractive person probably in congress right because most of them are like 85 years old yeah you know what uh diane feinstein was awful good looking back like 30 years ago was she yeah no, no I, don't, a, I don't even, I don't a little even pelosi over there oh yeah or, nothing wrong with that hey you know richie neal's a good looking guy i'm just saying rich uh you know uh, hey <laughs> <laughs> oh he is man you can listen i can like the way his means the that's for blue, sure yeah blue icy eyes oh he's had so cold Dream stare boat. oh yeah he is <laughs> uh an historic proposal uh, for relief money was unveiled yesterday by uh by state senate leaders proposing 20 million dollars for the most financially uh hit uh farmers in the western and central mass the ones that have suffered the most due to the recent flooding and and uh, the high rains um it's $20 million that will go for things like the destruction of crops, farmland, machinery, whatever uh, they may need. $20 million interest-free uh, to these farms to get back on their feet. A similar plan is expected to be announced at some point by uh, the state house, not just uh, the state Senate. So that's that's good. It'd be great to see farmers get back on their, on their feet after what uh, everyone's been through over the last uh, few weeks. It'd be good to see Massachusetts take care of some hardworking middle-class folk trying to uh, do stuff. No, I totally, I totally agree. Uh, Your Pioneer Valley forecasts are sadly out of time. Uh, uh, Partly cloudy today, afternoon showers and thunderstorms, uh, decent gusts of winds and a possibility of some hail. I'm not a really big fan of hail, Uh, the stuff that falls from the sky, or even Allen hail. From uh, from uh, Gilligan's Island. Hail Mary, even that even that bothers. Yeah, me. that's uh, that's very yeah, yeah, that's inconvenient. But um, small hail, so you don't even need to wear a helmet or anything, right? You're good. Uh, yeah, nothing damaging. Right. High of eighty six tomorrow, mostly sunny, and high of ninety. It's about ooh, uh, let's see here. Uh, text from my wife. It's ah seventy five degrees. <laughs> Right now on Rock 102. Buy, build, renovate, or refinance your home with Monson Savings Bank. They're friendly and local lenders. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, join Pat Kelly and the Rock 102 Road Crew on Saturday from 3 to 5 at Fern Valley Farm for their summer concert series. Enjoy uh, music from Alex 2E, Eli Elkis, along with the uh, local food and brews from Fieldcrest <laughs> Brewing Company. And while you're there, stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win great prizes. It's this Saturday, 3 to 5, with Pat Kelly at Fern Valley Farms, 758 Main Street in Wilmerham from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. That would be close to my house. What would? Uh, where Pat Kelly's going to be. It's just too bad I'm not going to be around. You know, is that because it's Pat Kelly that you're not going to be around? or? Uh, no, no, not at all. No, I uh, <laughs> I have uh, emergency sur- emergency surgery that day. <laughs> I, I got a funeral the, to go to. You out of the town getting your nails done? Yes, uh, that's exactly uh, yeah. it. I'll be perambulating some other uh, local square. I'm sorry, I sort of coughed while you were reading that. I had like a thing, and I tried to... It's a little inside baseball here, but there's a cough button that you're supposed to push when you're going to cough. Yeah. And there's a cough button over here where the headphones are. Yes. Does that do anything? Uh, or do I, think, I? I think your cough button is right over there. So it's like. But you got to have to like kind of reach underneath it. Yeah. I, uh, you need like long arms. Wait, <laughs> okay. See, that's a long way to go. For yeah. But see, I still heard it. So, you you know, to uh, me, it doesn't really. It doesn't really do much. Okay. Yeah. If so. Uh, I appreciate you orienting me into the business here. Yeah, well, you know, later on uh, today, I'll show you some of the uh, the, the cubicles and office Ooh. space around uh, around the uh, the building, so you know who's here and who else uh, isn't employed. A lot of people don't realize the office tower here is as beautiful and uh, tall as it is. Yes, <laughs> you're absolutely right. I remember the first time I saw this building. Yeah, it's 1995. 1995. 90, 1995. I drive up uh, up uh, Fisher Avenue for the very first time, and I park my uh, my rental car in yeah. the uh, in the space, and I say to myself, "Is the radio station behind this?" <laughs> and that building stand still stands to this very day. With very Showbiz, few improvements baby. since 1995. <laughs> Showbiz, baby. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's sexy. All right. I've had a, I've had a couple of people say. Hey, uh, you know, could you uh, you know give us a tour of the radio station? And I say, well, um, let's let's leave our curiosity and uh, and uh, and sense of wonder, uh, yeah. you know, leave it tempered a little bit because what I'm about to show you is not nearly as impressive as we make it out to be. It's a lot to get through the gates and the security desks. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah, know, it's the, the trap door it. technology <laughs> that we have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, when the uh, when the alarm system is on, it's very much like the uh, the well of souls and uh, in this, Indiana Jones, when all of a sudden a big giant stone ball comes crashing down and chases you out of there. This uh, this part of the show might not even be that interesting for listeners, but I'm sure the sales staff is having a good time. <laughs> That's because I mean we all we all kind of feel it, like uh, you know, yeah. it, it sometimes it's like. Yeah, Sometimes, like when you own a house, yeah, you know, like after, well, you've been in real estate. You yes. kind of, I'm sure you've seen this. Yeah, you, know, you you own a house for a couple of years, and you say, you know what? I think I've had enough of this house. There's reasons yeah. to not want to be in this house. You still all want your stuff. Oh yeah, all the people that live in that house with you, you still want them there with you, right? But you know, the house is kind of, uh, you know, kind of not really serving your needs. And sometimes I feel like you know this building is is very much like that. We've 
you know, we've added on over the years that make this much like a uh, human habit trail uh, that you would normally <laughs> have for hamsters, hamsters and gerbils. <laughs> I the first time you made me walk down to the promotions desk and I had to spend fifteen minutes in the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You should see the snack machine. <laughs> Nothing but cardboard toilet paper rolls I, up there. I was one. I was wondering why the water fountains all hang from the ceiling. <laughs> With that one long metal straw, and all you can do is just, lick it a little bit. Just pounding my head into it. <laughs> it's not a rat race. It's a gerbil hellhole. Is what it is. <laughs> oh my god, that's a great visual. Yeah, that's why we don't invite Richard Gere here over anymore. No, no, <laughs> that's the other thing. That's all, but that's all rumor, of course. Uh, I had somebody, you know, sometimes on stage, I'd be like, "Does anyone have anything they want to talk about?" You know, just having fun, and somebody yelled out the Richard Gere thing or whatever. I, go, <laughs> I don't even believe that. Like, it seems like a rumor. Why? What? What benefit would anyone even get from doing that? And this girl without missing a beat just goes, it's the claws. It's the way the claws feel. And I just, the whole room went kind. And I was like, that was too real of an answer. It seemed too knowledgeable. Too yes, way too knowledgeable. I think I speak on behalf of all of us that it's time for you to go. You should leave. Comedy night is really not for you. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed your $20 buffet and comedy show. Yours ends now. It's 8.57 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 9.12 and Metallica with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for the rest of the week for uh, for Steve, who will be back on Monday. Would, would I get in trouble if after we play the song, if I just started making this thing where I, I uh, inaccurately attributed every song? No, I don't think so. Like, that was Turn the Page by Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> Just the program director driving to work. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with this play, kid? They don't play. We don't play that. <laughs> that was Thunderdome by Cher. Coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, uh, we don't, uh, we don't, we don't hit That'd that one. a fun feature just to do one. It's like an Easter egg for the listeners. Just bury one of those per show in there. And just do something like, like a so... So incredibly wrong yes. that uh, it's almost right. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's okay. what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, Sweet Hell, Sweet Home Alabama brought to you by er, by uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> See, he would not do that because I'm not sure he's ever stepped foot in Alabama. That's, well. Yeah. I can't really blame him. It's not, yeah, it's, not a place I want to go. Have you ever been? Uh, not Alabama. No. They have a friend who lives in Alabama. I thought about going there once to visit him, but I thought if I do that, I'm going to be in Alabama. So I, I I chose against going. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I've never I've never like the real deep deep south like that. I mean I've been Texas, and Florida. It's like it's, Florida, it's deep. I mean, Georgia. Deep. I've been to those places, but I haven't been to like Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama. Don't really have a burning desire to go no, to any of them. No, I mean yeah, I've been to Georgia. I mean I've been to Atlanta. Uh, yeah, uh, and as a. Uh, you know, as in a layover situation at an airport, oh, I found well. that to be uh, enough. I was very impressed. <laughs> a very big. It's airport. actually a great airport. Atlanta is the one of the only ones you could take like a train that goes to every part of the city. It's like six bucks or four yeah. bucks. I, I like I, when I fly into Atlanta and I'm working there. I I actually like it. Yeah, but you know, it's, but yeah, the I'm sure there are parts of the South that are absolutely yeah. you know breathtakingly beautiful and a lot of fun. They're just you know. 
that's really for them to enjoy. Contrast to that, if you're flying into Alabama, it's probably a seaplane and you're landing on a lake somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you got to catch a catfish before you get your Uber. Yeah. That's like part of the thing. It's just the idea of like that southern heat and humidity Ugh. is not is not even remotely appealing to me. 80% humidity, 98% racism. It's a real tough yeah. work. <laughs> it feels like you're 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 walking into a, a hate-fueled soup. Yeah. You know, just like real real gross. Forecasting uh looks like the things are brightening up today is 70% chance of illiteracy and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. It's uh 9:15 with Bags and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. It's another Did You Know from 